I think there's a big misconception um, amongst our current society in our culture, uh, where we live here in Brisbane, Australia. Um, obviously, things, different things can be said for Asian countries, Indians, you know, Middle Eastern, so forth, right? Mm. Different cultures, different traditions. But definitely in our tradition, uh, this notion behind, you know, men go off and do the work, we make the money, women stay home and do the family duties, look after the kids because women are more feminine and that's their role and so on. It's becoming so blurred now because entrepreneurship has just taken off in this last 10 years without a doubt, right? I mean, Hmm. so many women now truly believe that they can be something, have purpose, uh, live their gifts, right? But then they have this uterus, (laughs) right? (laughs) And they have this programming from generations before us that says, you know, you must procreate. So you can see the stress of that alone, right? Mm. And there's this massive battle in the world emotionally, you know, behind the Me Too. I think the Me Too, was that what it was? Hashtag Me Too, the um, women, women, feminism, uh, our rights. And, you know, we can, we can do things and, and so forth. And there's this big sort of, battle between feminism or or being feminine and masculinity Mm. you know and men of today are really confused on masculinity what that really is women are really confused i feel on what true feminine or femininity or i don't know i've messed that up but feminine energy really is Welcome to the Win It Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by our amazing friend, Jim Bostock. We just love Jim, and I'm sure if you meet him, you'll love him too. So we actually met Jim about seven years ago when Craig had this shoulder issue that no one could fix. And I actually remember it got so bad, he stopped all upper body training for a few months, and he was actually feeling quite depressed. He saw a heap of physios and specialists and no one could give him an answer or provide any relief from the pain. And then the friend who introduced Craig and I also introduced us to Jim. And within three visits, Craig was basically pain-free and back to training. So Jim is a physio by trade, but he's developed a unique nerve lock release therapy to treat pain. And he's worked with numerous high-profile athletes and celebrities, not only in Australia, but around the globe. And we've sent hundreds of people to Jim over the last seven years, including my own mother and brother-in-law. So I've done a podcast with Jim previously. And when I went out to our audience asking who they wanted me to interview, Jim was on the list again. So through his work, he gets to talk with a lot of women who often share how unhappy they are in their relationships, their career, and their in their lives, basically. And they really struggle to do it all, especially when they have kids. So we thought we'd get together and talk about relationships, communication, and why women are killing themselves to have it all. So in the podcast, we talk about how to communicate in a relationship so each person is satisfied, the overlapping of masculine and feminine roles today, and how this can increase stress. 
how sacrifices need to be made to be truly happy, finding a balance between working kids and how to put your ego aside for honest and truthful communication in your relationship. So I really hope you love this episode as much as I did. And as always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Hi, Jim. Jim Bostock. Welcome back to the podcast. We actually got such great feedback from the first one and I recently put out um, into our groups you know, what podcast do you guys want me to do? Who do you want me to get back on? And um, a few people had said Jim. So um, Jim, oh, I didn't even know how to describe Jim. He's <laughs> he's this like miracle agent guy that does amazing things with his, with his hands. We we found Jim, oh, be, how many years ago? It would be over, would be like when I first met Craig, like nearly, I think. So yes. it'd be like we've known you for seven years nearly as long as Craig. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Craig had this shoulder issue and he'd seen literally like five people and he had a cortisone injection and then a friend of ours actually the friend that introduced us referred him to Jim and within three sessions he was back training mm. and he was actually getting quite depressed it was so painful so Jim how how would you describe what you do basically it's a nerve release specialty mm. so I designed a treatment with needles, so it's not acupuncture, it's not dry needling as such, but I'm not injecting anything, so it's not wet needling. I'm still using a needle, but it's my version of it, so different gauge needle, different length, and completely different nerve points in the body. Uh, And when there's a pain that's lasting a long time, basically people come to see me to say, right, are you going to be Jesus? (laughs) and fix me completely or give me a direction on whether my body is actually broken or not. It has cancer or not. It has inflammation or not, you know, something else is wrong. It has an emotional trauma that's causing pain or not. So my job is like to give people the black and white, never gray. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, you're awesome. Cause you don't like normal physios will get you to come back 10, 12, like they don't actually, not all physios, I should say, but like. I've nutted it down to two now. (laughs) No more than two, basically. I've always believed the body never needed more than two Mm. treatments because the body is that amazing Mm. that it does it itself. And when you give it the nudge in the right direction, it tells you the story anyway. So that's why with the treatment direction, it's like, hey, uh, Kitty, your body is going to tell me that this is a problem. And you need to now do this and you'll get better from that. Uh, It's never like, oh, I'll try this and this and this and hope to God it works. It's like, no, it's going to be fine. You're going to be great in month or Mm -hmm. no, you need to do this. Your body tells a story. So that's the treatment I'm constantly working on. Uh, I've developed my own textbook now, basically. So people call and go, what do you exactly do? And I say, oh, it's my textbook. I, I can't explain, but it's nerves. And the nerves are the reasons why you feel things and you feel things are dysfunctional physically and emotionally, and I give you a reset. Yeah, it's just amazing. We've literally, like, referred hundreds of people to Jim over the years because he's the only one that can actually fix people. (laughs) No, but you are. You know, like, actually, on the weekend we went and saw um, Dale and Maria and then you, baby Darcy, he's really cute. And um, we were talking to Shay. Shay's done some videos for Jim, our friend Shay, and his his girlfriend was just talking to me about this pain she's had in it. I'm like, why haven't you been to see Jim? 
<laughs> and I said to Shane, what are you doing, Shay? And he's like, oh, yeah, Jim. I was like, sh- sh-. anyway, so I was like, I said to her. People forget. You have, you have to see Jim. I'm like, you have to go. So I think she's going to book in. Yeah. I don't know if she's contacted yet. Uh, I, th- I think so. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't check the emails. Perry does that. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, like yesterday I had a 14-year-old girl who's going through this growth pain called Severs, which is the heel pain. Mm. And her and her parents just so stressed out because she's been through two years now of not being able to play at 100%. And she's a netball and touch player, and she's the captain of a school team. And she's that brilliant. And yet every time she goes through at least half the match, she's crippled and she has to stop. So the coaches are just pulling their hair going, when is this girl going to get better? And they spent, I asked them, how much have you spent? Just calculating over $5,000 on her just in this last year on orthotics, taping, uh, different shoes, physio and osteo every week, podiatry every week. Unbelievable. And all it was, was, of course, just nerve locks in the sciatic nerve and the calf. And she's 100% in one go. Mm. Unbelievable. Like, it blows me away, even though I'm <laughs> blowing my own horn here a little bit. But even that, you should, Jim. Sideways. I can't believe that the human body can do that. It's just, it works, though. Like, it, and it's you're really good. You're good too. Like if it, you know, you're not going to get them to come back 10 times if you don't. No, once. That's all once. It was only once. And her coaches called me and said, what the fuck? You know, (laughs) what is going, what, 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 what happened? How is she playing at a hundred percent? And she's just crying. Just so happy. She can't believe it. And her parents are in tears. They can't believe it. Cause can you, parents are so stressed out. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I know. Which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I I think if you're listening to this and you actually have this ongoing long-term pain, ring him, speak to Perry, and then fly to see him. Honestly, like we've had clients, hey, our clients have driven and flown to see you. Yeah, we've had a lot from Melbourne, Sydney, and from a few from Western Australia, New Zealand, actually a lot this year, but then cancelled, then came, then cancelled, then came because of lockdowns. It's so annoying. Very frustrating. It's just incredible. Craig sees Jim all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just likes the needles yeah he does it's just the weirdest feeling like i've seen jim over the years but not as much as craig craig just seems to but have... genetically more blessed kitty that's right yeah <laughs> i'm just this freak that doesn't really get injured but i have a few times come to see jim like the athletes tune up and there's when i've been stressed in the back like those little and it yeah. works every time it releases it's amazing once when i didn't warm up properly and i remember i hurt my back and i came yeah. to see you week yeah. off perfect yeah. Did the needles back to 100%. It's um, a reboot. It's literally a re- yeah. reboot treatment. Yeah. And Jim's treated lots of famous people too. So he's been flown <laughs> to Tony Robbins Island and treated yeah. Tony Robbins, Zach Efron, Tina Arena. Hey, like what's some of the others? He treats singers and their vocal cords too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. singers. Uh, for the famous people, yeah, singers, <laughs> all the touring singers, because their voice, when they locks down, same as anything else as an athlete, yeah. when your voice locks down, we can reset it. And it comes back beautifully. So sing a lot of singers, yeah. Actors this year because Queensland's now Hollywood apparently. So um, a lot of actors and directors and yeah. So Nervlox uh, is what I call them, but it's just a reboot. It's basically what it is. It's insane how a human body does it. Yeah. Yeah. Just so crazy. anyway, if, you, if, if you're stuck, if you're in pain, just come see Jim. Come well, there's a reason him. why. There's a reason why you're stuck and in pain. And if it's been years, it makes no sense why. And it's in your head, right, as everyone mm. tells you. But it's not. It is in your head physiologically. Your brain's telling you you've got it. But mm. 
there's more to it than that. And basically I help people find the source and go, right, mm. you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And so today, cause we, we thought we'd talk about today, it's a bit of a sort of slightly related topic, I guess, cause it's Kim, a big you, one. you mm. treat a lot, you treat women and men, Absolutely. but a lot of people that come to you have past trauma. They have a lot of stress in their lives. Hey, and I don't know. I don't know how you and I got onto this topic. I think maybe I was talking about like, like, because we do these roundtables in our program with Carol. Carol's a psychotherapist. I think you've yeah. treated Carol, hey? I think yes. You've treated, she, yeah, she's awesome. Do you like her? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's right. so I awesome. Her. Yeah. I love Carol. She's really, yeah. she's really good. And she gets, she does yeah. these, 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 these roundtables and the women that get on and like, you know, sometimes I get off and I feel a bit heavy because I'm like, oh, like, not, it's not, I don't mean they make me feel heavy. I just feel heavy for them you know like they've got so much going on in their lives they're so stressed you know kids with ADHD um you know troubles with the husband not supporting them super stressed out at work you know not happy at home Mm -hmm. and it just they're tired they're exhausted they're not sleeping you know they're in pain some of them are in pain like you said you Mm, get all these women yeah yeah hormonally not well so Mm. that contributes a lot too but in this last year and a half, without a doubt, because of this very strange planet we're living on and the uncertainty, a lot of women, neck pain, headaches, you know, nausea, thyroid issues, dear God, just crazy shoulder pain because of the neck. And, you know, you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders, right? Mm. Literally, the accessory nerve, it's called, is one of your 10th cranial nerves, supports that area of your body. And mm. that accessory nerve is directly connected to your midbrain, which is your emotional centers, mm. and the mammalian brain, as they say. And that's where all our emotions and our memories of emotions that we felt from childhood and you know growing up, that's where they're stored. You can see why we as humans carry shit on our shoulders. Oh, and you like, I, I often say this to Craig, like I really like, admire you and Perry's relationship. Like, you know, like mm. there's people that, you know, like I've got certain friends who I think like, like they're obviously it's not perfect. <laughs> of course. Like perfect's too stressful for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you guys have a really like, you can really see that you love each other and you've got a solid, you know, you're a partnership, you know, your kids mm. are really good, you know, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I just, and, and I think a lot of, I mean, I really, th- I think Craig and I have got a good relationship. I, we've got good communication and I mean, we fucking, we lose it at each other sometimes and fight and whatever, but you need to. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're honest and open and, you know, like we, I just really genuinely am in love with him, you yeah. know, like I yeah. think that's what it comes back to. And I see a lot of these women and they're just not happy. Yeah. Well, you said it. I, I mean, I'm no degree uh, expert in, PhD level of any kind, right? I've got no letters under my name in this space, but I've just listened to, gosh, you know, at least 50,000 women in my career now, uh, personally had very in-depth conversations, especially when you're in pain and, you know, you're releasing pain, a lot of the truths come out, you know? Mm. And uh, I've just listened and learned and asked real questions. And that's my thinking, right? This is where my knowledge comes from. And so to share today, it's, you said it already, it's uh, communication, it's talking. Are you able to talk to your partner? This, it, this goes for men as well, not just women, you know, right? Because there's two, always two sides of the same coin in a relationship. Uh, you, can you talk? Are you able to express yourself 
honestly, without your ego in play. And that is the secret sauce. And yet a lot of relationships and this year, last year has proven it. The greatest amount of divorce real estate sales in history. Mm. (laughs) And one in every two or three women that I know now and treat as patients are on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. You know, God bless pharmaceuticals. They're loving it. Uh, and one in every two or three child under the age of 10 is diagnosed with something emotionally related, like ADHD is in that category. And for me, children are the clearest indicator. They are the clearest and most honest, truthful indicator of how a relationship for the topic of today is going. Mm. It's without a doubt. I look at the children. I see, I talk to the men, I talk to the mums. And I talk to the, well, I watch and feel the children uh, and how they're behaving and, you know, what they're going through when they're sitting here watching parents getting treated or they're getting treated themselves or, you know, and I ask the parents about the children or the mom and dad about their children. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable what this year has basically like triggered off. It's like something has been brewing for the last 10 years mm. and all it took was 2020 and boom, it's unbelievable. Mm. I'm, I'm still shocked today of how emotionally related uh, problems have igni- been ignited in relationships mm. in the last year. And I'm sure all your women, and you've seen it in all your women in this last year, um, it's phenomenal. It's, uh, there's no words for it. It's yeah. interesting, like, and, you know, I, you know, we often, or when, when we catch up with you guys, we have all these yeah. different conversations about things. And, you know, Jim's, what I love about you too, Jim, is you've got, like, opinions on like you really I know I like people who like draw the line in the sand and like say well this is what I believe you know like you're not like it's not like you're not open to ideas and you're not caring and you know empathetic but you you know I think I like a lot of your views around family and yeah you know kids like you guys decided that like Perry would you know you obviously work in your business and Perry would look after the kids um, and I look obviously know that some women like single mums and some women wouldn't have choice. Like they would have to work, you know. Um, and it's interesting. I have this friend, uh, Leela, that I talk to quite a lot. She's got an online business um, too. And she was, she's just got one child. And she was saying to me, she's like, obviously she just loves her daughter so much. But she also said, you know, she's very driven and she's studied a lot and she's highly educated and she's got it. She had a successful business before she had a baby. She's still got a business now, but she doesn't, she can't work as much. And she said, I choose, like she goes to school, her little school. I think she's in prep or whatever she's in. And she goes from nine to three, but she's like, I choose to go and pick her up at three and I choose to spend the hours with her after school and the weekends. And I just limit myself to nine to three because I want to be with her. Like Mm -hmm. I want to spend time with her, especially when she's younger. And she's a single mom. No, she's not single mom. mom. Her husband, her husband works, but she, but what I was trying to get to is she said, it is also very hard. She said, cause I have times when I like, you know, I really felt like I lost my identity a bit. And I've had other friends say this as well. Like, and you know, you said this to me cause I'm very driven and like, it's, you know, and I spoke to Kerry Lynn's wife and she said she stays home and looks after her daughter. But I think for some women it can be hard, like really hard. to Not that they don't want to look after their child, but, I mean, Perry was successful in her profession. She was bloody Olympic-level tennis, table mm. tennis player, and mm. she had to give that all up Yeah. to 
look after the kids. Yeah. I think there's a big misconception um, amongst our current society in our culture, uh, where we live here in Brisbane, Australia. Um, obviously, thing, different things can be said for Asian countries, Indians, you know, Middle Eastern, so forth, right? Mm. Different cultures, different traditions. But definitely in our tradition, uh, this notion behind, you know, men go off and do the work, we make the money, women stay home and do the family duties, look after the kids because women are more feminine and that's their role and so on. It's becoming so blurred now because entrepreneurship has just taken off in this last 10 years without a doubt, right? I mean, Hmm. so many women now truly believe that they can be something, have purpose, uh, live their gifts, right? But then they have this uterus, (laughs) right? (laughs) And they have this programming from generations before us that says, you know, you must procreate. So you can see the stress of that alone, Mm. right? And there's this massive battle in the world emotionally, you know, behind the Me Too. I think the Me Too, was that what it was? Hashtag Me Too, the um, women, women, feminism, uh, our rights. And, you know, we can, we can do things and, and so forth. And there's this big sort of, battle between feminism or or being feminine and masculinity Mm. you know and men of today are really confused on masculinity what that really is women are really confused i feel on what true feminine or femininity or i don't know i messed Mm. that muck that up but feminine energy really is um it's like, and it's really stressing everyone. Like men needs to be home also and be a dad and look, play with your kids and be present and also do all the household chores. And, but then women, I can go and make money. I can be successful. I can be the breadwinner. And then, but then that makes men feel insecure about their masculinity because hang on a minute, tradition and genetics has told me that, no, that's my role. Um, And it's so confusing and no wonder it's stressful, right? Mm. And I, I just simply say to people, yeah, read all the data, all the research, all the amazing authors and Jordan Peterson's talk about this. And, he, you know, he's online and going ballistic around the world, you know, and feminine energy uh, is battling him because of the way he thinks. And I'm just going, I think what Jordan and other great authors are actually saying is, Let's keep the picture really simple because ultimately we're stressing out because the picture's too complicated. If you look at our parents and their grandparents, this is what I tell everyone. So here it is. If you look at our grandparents, where, were, where did they come from? So that was the baby boomers in this generation. So you and I, Kitty, your grandparents are baby boomers. So they're mm-hmm. wartime. Imagine the trauma from war. Can you imagine that, right? Let's stop there. So then they bred our parents. <laughs> So imagine what infused into our parents' way of thinking and believing. Mm. And in the early 1900s, and I went and talked to so many 80, 90, 100-year-old patients, right? Women of that generation, that's what they did, stayed home. They quit their job if they had one, if they got married. The day they get married, they have to quit their job. You know, they completely let go of 
themselves to be the wife. Mm. I can guarantee you, if you ask a hundred women of that generation, would you marry a man again? 80% or more, probably even 98% would say, hell no, Mm. because they were so suppressed. Mm. They bred our parents. So traditionally, our parents were bred to think and feel the same way. Mm. Women, this, men, this. So when they have babies, I'm going to stay home and do this, even though I hate my life at times. <laughs> because I have more to give to this world and people and my husband will do this. So then their relationship dynamics do that. And then what do we? We have internet. We have social media that tells us that no, you can be amazing. And there's suddenly this shift in human thinking saying, no, women can actually, and women are successful and women can lead mm-hmm. and they can have children at the same time. So I think women probably are putting a lot of pressure on themselves because you can't obviously, like I think about now how much I work. Yeah. And let's, let's say I fall pregnant and we have a kid. There's just like, you, it's not, there's not, it's not possible. Like there's not enough time in the day. There like, isn't. You just run yourself yeah. into the ground. Let's be honest. It's hard. You know, some women and men, and I know a lot of couples who are all both entrepreneurs with kids and they say, no, it's doable. No, it's not. I don't care what anybody says. I have five children and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm successful in both. I guess, no, you're not. I can guarantee you emotionally someone's failing. Mm. Because there's just too much in your head mm. if you're successful in both. Does that make sense? Like, I always say, yeah. if you want a Ferrari and a Bentley in your garage, don't have a family. It's interesting, though, you say, you've made those comments before and we've just got together and chatting. You're like, yeah. you know people and they're just working so hard to have the BMW yeah. and the big house, but they're never yeah. there to see their kids. And yeah. No, there's no disrespect here to anyone. Someone will think, oh, that's bullshit. Mm. Um, I'm doing it. No, I'm no, no disrespect, but human beings are human beings. I don't care how intelligent or how successful you are. We are all human and we're all human brains. Mm. Someone is missing out. Someone is neglected. Someone feels insecure. Someone feels insignificant, whether it's your partner or your kids. And the time that you're giving is not really your time because you're thinking about your Bentley and your BMW that you have to service your big house, your business, your staff, right? the energy that you have to put into that, you can't do everything 100%. So, well, what do you do then? Well, you have to find the balance. Well, Mm. how the fuck do you do that? (laughs) Right. And at the same time, have, you know, hanging off the chandelier sex with your wife or husband to keep that intensity going so that you're pleasing everyone. I'm stressed just talking about it. Well, you can see why things break down, hey, in family yeah. relationships, because they're just people who try to do too much. Too much. Yeah. And, and social you- media, the phone has made it, I believe, 10 times worse. Because every time you look at Instagram, you're not keeping up. No, totally. Like there's someone else with better things and up. more money and yeah. And you're so keeping you're up with the Joneses every time keeping up with the Joneses you know what school are you going to oh shit that's a hundred grand a year I have to keep up for my mm. kids I'm sending them to the best school but is that really the best school for them or the best school for you mm. it's all about our ego and that's the problem and that's why I humbly disagree with anyone who says I can do both no that's just your ego talking in reality human beings are human beings 
reason why women feel insignificant in your cat in the case here a lot of the time they can't truly be honest with their partner and hence sex and kids um, po- possibly failing or potentially failing and relationships are failing and everyone's really subconsciously stressed even though they're smiling on the outside and saying life mm-hmm. is great i have a lot of money and we have a great lifestyle and yet i only really get my husband present and noticing me and making me feel like I'm the queen once a month, once every four months, once mm-hmm. every year. But, you know, I've got my duty to be with my kids. So at least I'm doing that. And then they make their kids their significance because that's possibly all they have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I have so much to give to this world. I can be great at this. And yet I just feel if I do that, my husband will get angry or, you know, I'll miss time with the kids or, and then I'll feel guilty again. And then, oh, can you, so you can understand why women's hormones are going crazy. Yeah. They're just too, too stressed. I think, I guess you probably have to, like, you can, you have to cut back somewhere. Like something has to give. So what I've done, well, what my wife and I have done is I've learned a lot of lessons from my patients and I'm, so open about this uh i my ego has been beaten down uh because i'm listening to all these amazing people so successful um and yet they're so internally battling right Mm -hmm. and i said as a human brain and body what can we do to not make that so apparent or so strong in our relationship with my wife and my family so we, way back to the beginning, you nailed it, talking. I tell Perry all my fears, mm. honest and open. I tell her without a doubt, this is what I'm scared of. Mm. And if you go away and do this, I'm scared that I will feel like I'm nothing. It's interesting because like, I know you've always like you've turned down some big opportunities to do things because yeah. you're yeah, like, I don't want to be away from my family. I'm, even my, my, my dad's pretty like old school. Like he... He's worked, he worked it for Ampold, which then got, I think, acquired by Caltex. And he worked for them for like 35 years, like his whole yeah. life, just about. Yeah. And he had, he sort of got up to like state level manager, like Queensland, New South Wales. And then they offered him roles to progress, but he's like, I don't want to work more. Yeah. I don't want to be flying down to Sydney all the time. I don't want to be away from my family. Um, and he, they, he just stayed in that role for like yeah. 20 years and he, yeah got to work from home and obviously he knew the job inside out. So it was pretty easy for him. had flexible hours. He could be at home then, you know, like, so same as you. What are your fears? And as a wife and a woman, what do you, what do you you want to do, honey? What, what drives you? What makes you feel like you're significant? Mm. And yeah, if you, if you want to stay in a long-term relationship and if you want to be truly happy, you have to make sacrifices so that you lift each other. So I made a lot of sacrifices personally. I've been asked by incredible people around the world to come traveling with them. I'll pay you $10 million a year. I've been offered. You want, you want to believe crazy. It, you know, and just be my sidekick for the next. And I've been offered these things. And I said, look, if I do that, I won't have a family. Mm. But I made a call. I said, honey, if I do this, I know I won't be with you because mm. I'll be present, but I won't be present. 
because the pressure of that money or that fame or that, you know, someone else relying on you who has a lot of, you know, uh, um, influence, mm. then I know I'll be stressed because I want to please that person or people and I need to also please you and the family. Mm. So it's hard, right? So, the, and on the wife's side, let's say, because we're here today for the women, well, I want to do this too. Perry wants to be able to do this and use her gifts in her life. And yet I feel like I'm trapped in the family role. Mm. But then I also love being a family role because I get to give to my children and give them the gifts that I know they can live in their lives or, you know, et cetera. Mm. I want to love and be with them like your friend, right? Mm-mm. I want to nurture them like I perhaps wasn't nurtured as a child by my family. So there's mm-hmm. also that we'll talk about maybe later, but yeah. So how do you come to the homeostatic point? I call it, how do you find the middle ground? You have to talk and mm-hmm. it's not just one conversation. It's multiple times a year where you have to check in because life changes. I could break my arm tomorrow and not be able to work. Mm. You know, Perry suddenly offered this incredible opportunity that, Oh my gosh, hang on a minute. Okay. So we have to drop our egos down and that's the problem. So would you say, Jim, like, because again, I don't think there's any right or wrong. Like if you are an incredibly career driven, you love, you truly love your work. You love traveling. You love your lot. Like you love being an entrepreneur. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have kids if you don't want to give any of that up. If you don't. It's also your mission and also your purpose in life. Mm. Right. That, that some women and men, no, I truly feel I need to give my kids the gift mm. in life and everything else that comes with it. So what, what about that? So that's why there is no perfect. And I think there's this conception out there that you have to be perfect mm-hmm. and everything just has to be smooth sailing when relationship and marriage is not. But I think I guess what I'm trying okay. to say is if you're not willing to give any of that up, if you're not willing to sacrifice, then maybe you should think about not having kids. Uh, if you feel your purpose is yeah. to be here serving others in that way, yeah. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that either. No, you know, like there, is, got... there is no wrong answer here. Yeah. And but I guess it's what, like, what you're saying is don't, you can't have both. You can't go, I'm going to have a family, but I'm also still going to travel all the time, have a super high pressure job, not see my family. Well, you can, you can but do it's... it because your ego and your intelligence will do it. It's just that somebody will suffer. Mm. And is that suffering worth it when you're on your deathbed? Mm. I also ask the people who are hundreds of millions, let's say, because success seems to be money in the way our society works, right? Mm. Especially with social media. Um, But on their deathbed, and they've got hundreds of millions. And I said, has it been worth it? And you won't believe 99% of the time, except for those 1%ers who are just driven and that's their life's mission. And that's it. I'm truly happy to be dying in this way. Fantastic. Great for you. Thank you for your contribution to this world. Uh, but a lot of the time it's, ah, uh, shit. I wish I did that, which is always around love and love of people. You truly, honestly, deeply cared for or mm. care for, which is perhaps your partner, your wife, your husband, your children. Um, so yeah, their answers as well that you need to listen to. Mm. And I, I take them on board. So I always try to find homeostasis with my wife. We always talk and say, okay, 
how do we find the middle so that you're happy internally, truthfully? How can you be happy? And we talk about it and no ego, absolutely no ego. And guess what? The sex is amazing. <laughs> as we always talk about uh, the intimacy is great. Our kids are happy because mom and dad are connected. The number one thing Tony Robbins told me when I first met him and the day I met him for the very first time was the day we found out we were pregnant with Aria. Wow. First thing he said to me was congratulations, brother. (laughs) And he said like, okay, number one thing, Jim, what's that? (laughs) Your number one is Perry. I'm like, Oh, like, so what does that mean? He goes, you must look after Perry's significance. And bloody hell, he was right. So yeah, if you want to be truly successful as an entrepreneur, Kitty, yeah, you can be a mum as well. But there's got to be a giveaway somewhere. And you find that based on how you truly feel inside, not based on your ego. Mm. That's, that's the idea. And what's on the inside of us comes down to what our parents trained us genetically Mm. and trained us emotionally to be it's an autopilot sitting in all of us Mm. why are you stressed in your relationship and why are you scared to talk to your husband why are you stressed about this why are you a pleaser before really considering your true feelings Mm. why are you scared to talk about it you know why do you jump between relationships why do you react to your kids you know misgivings and naughtiness and everything else and then feel guilty about it Mm. why can't you say no to your children why can't you say no to your husband it all comes down to what we were trained and programmed to feel automatically by what we saw as kids starting in mommy's womb Mm. what mommy felt during her pregnancy what mommy felt in her relationship with husband all her insecurities all her fears Mm. grew first in our limbic brain, energetically, genetically, every, in every way. And then we picked it up as we grew up. How did your parents teach you, treat you as a child growing up, right? And what did you see in their relationship? And we mold ours off that. Hence, the common saying, we marry familiarity. No wonder divorce rates are skyrocketing more and more. We marry familiarity. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Well, you know, like I often have these thoughts about like, you know, if we fall pregnant, have a baby. I'm like, I really feel like, obviously I don't know until you go through it. Yeah. But- I don't know how I would go just for, I don't know, how long is it before they go off to kindy? When do they go to kindy? Four. Uh, four. Yeah. So, like, I think about, because I know some mums that just stay home all the time. Like, even once yeah. they go to kindy, I'm like, I don't, I think I would go mad. Like, mm. just only going, again, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, because I don't want the women out there listening to this going, I'm a stay-at-home mum that love it. But I think I just don't know how much I would love that if I just had to do that forever. You, know, you won't like, know until you're in the position, yeah. but yeah, you've got to be honest with yourself. And that, that's it. Some women love it. That's their purpose. Mm. And I'm like, respect. That is so, so awesome that you do that um, because the kids are going to thank you for it. You will reap the benefits. And there's women who send their kids to childcare or so forth at six months, yeah. you know, and from my experience, listening to all the thousands of stories, generally better for the kids to be around mum for at least two to four years 
Mm, so initially, so I mean, it's it not it's it not forever. Getting, it's it not is forever. Four years of your life, yes. True, true. It's not like it's like for the rest of your life. You're just going to be yeah. a stay at home mum. Yeah, and Jordan yeah. Peterson, Tony Robbins, you know the Jordan Harbingers, Peter, you know, um, Phil McKernan's, all these amazing brains in this space will tell you the same thing. Children need to be connected to their parents, especially mum, for the first four to six years of their life. And that gives them emotional security. It's not about I need to have play dates so that I can connect with other children and learn social skills. You know shit all in the first seven years of your life. It's just about being around your parents. It's that security, that emotionally that you need. And this is what everyone says, right? What do you Um, think, though, Jim, about like, because I've got friends who. And I've seen it. In relationships where the woman is just makes so much more money than the man. Like the man would be earning 50K a year, maybe. And it's like, how are they supposed to live off that if she was not to work? You know what I mean? Like 50, like. And mortgages are skyrocketing, right? Everyone has mortgage debts and the pressure is on. Absolutely. But even if you had it like not even that expensive house, like if it was, I don't know, 700K, you'd still be, you know, like it would, some women I think have to work. Like. What, what do you do in that situation? Like, it would just debt. be so you hard. Have work. You yeah. have a debt, right? Or you have to pay this off. You have to pay for school, et cetera. Absolutely. It's such a tough position for so mm. many people. Um, and yeah, that's why to that point, all the great authors, in, including myself from my experience alone, has taught me that kids need to be around their parents. It's more important for the kids' security. And hence, in the last five years, ask any grade one to three teacher, prep teacher, what's wrong with our children? Right. Mm. And it's sadly because of what's happening. And I'm raw and honest about this. And many people will be like, oh, fuck you, Jim. You have no idea about what our life situation is like. We have to do this. We have to pay this off. We have big jobs. We have commitments and so forth. I'm like, well, that is that's your journey. I'm not accusing you or criticizing you in any way. This is just what I've seen. But it's the people in the starting position of having babies. And then what I see in them when they're 10 years later mm. and the truth always comes out. Oh, I wish I stayed at home. My mm. kids are really, something is wrong mm. more so than I'm fine. Everything is great more so, right? There's still those amazing families, but in this day and age, definitely in the last five years, it's without a doubt, without a doubt, more families and kids suffering would you say though, would you say that it's more to do with like, you know, like I say, I've got friends where the parents um, may not work full time, but work, you know, and they, their kids go to kindy, not, yeah. you know, like they just go from like whenever 8.30 to 4 or something. Yeah. Um, but the relationship is solid, mm. you know, so even though they're not home with the family the whole time, the kids still seem well adjusted because the relationship is good. They're Perfect. loving, yeah. you know, like would you say that it is, mostly more to do with like if the parents have a loving relationship a good relationship absolutely after everything that i've just said (laughs) you know piss people off and so forth and others agree um it comes down to yeah well how do you find the balance how do you find that homeostasis when you have to work you have to etc right how do you do that well Mm. what's perfect well there is no perfect Mm. um it's communication talking Mm. You have to drop your ego down, number one, or sorry, two. And then you're absolutely right. You have to connect with your partner. Mm. You have to, because let's say you said before, the woman earns more. Mm. That makes a man traditionally, right? Genetically, generationally, 
feel insignificant. Mm. Unless you're, you love being a home daddy, right? <laughs> Some men are just home daddies. <laughs> they love it, but I meet them rarely. Mm. And those men who are stuck in those positions, and literally I say stuck, I always see divorces happening after or a mm. lot of relationship tension. The men are not telling their wives the truth. We're holding it back. And us men generally more so. We don't like to talk. We like to get our ego and beat it. And no, it's fine. It's fine. It's everything's good. I'm just busy. <laughs> um, and women need to understand. And yet they're scared to ask sometimes because they also know deep down that the man feels insignificant. But they don't know how to fix it because their job pays more. Mm. Or they're just so consumed in their role that they just forget. They don't consider. So you see, then suddenly they're the masculine and the men become feminine. Mm. So, yeah, it gets so stressful in that way. So it's telling the people the truth. It's telling your truth. Sit down over a nice glass of wine and talk the truth and guarantee at the end of it, I'll give you the best blowjob. Right? I'm telling you now, a man will sit there and listen at least. <laughs> and... uh that's the best way. And this is what I've seen, what I've learned from the greatest minds, you know, personally asking them and what I've asked to so many couples, so many couples, I'm not telling you this from my own research. I'm doing it from listening, which is my own research, but I'll take that back. But yeah, it's just listening. Um, so how do you find the balance is talking your honest truth mm. and it hurts. Oh my gosh, how many times I had to beat a wall down by listening to what the truth was from Perry and then telling her my truth. And then you will find it. You will find the balance. It's amazing what you can do when you have energy of connection with your partner, a married couple, let's say. If you have true connection, uh, support, and you know it's the truth, holy moly, the energy that you feel, the clarity, the motivation to make things happen. And that's why Tony said, number one role, Perry, because when you two are connected, you guys can do anything. Mm. You can have an amazing family with kids and be successful in what you do. Both of you, not just one. Mm. It's amazing. And he's literally, we work on this every month. We talk every month so that Perry knows that she feels significant as a mother, as a wife, as a businesswoman, because she's now a businesswoman, we, we said, right, let's get you a business. So guess what? She is involved in businesses online. The beauty of online, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's yeah, women who need to go away and travel. But then does the husband truly feel safe and secure and significant? If the woman and the husband or the man can fix that through communication, I can guarantee you the, hus the husband or the man will be at home. The masculine will be at home mm. and feel very secure. And the feminine, who's going to be a masculine when she's going out making you know, a lot more money, mm. will come back home and feel free to feel feminine at home. And the man will feel free to express his feminine and feel free to express his masculine, especially in the bedroom. Mm. And then it's game on. So I think the, the, the bottom line summary is, if you can talk the truth with your partner and feel free to express your, both your feminine and your masculine in the right context, mm. you're winning the race mm. and you always stay ahead. 
but you have to work on it all the time. It's not just a one-time fix. Oh my gosh, that's the biggest. It's constant, isn't it? It's a constant work in progress. That's just Hollywood movies and romantic textbooks that have just fucked us completely. Oh, I know. Disney has literally fucked us because of its concepts around relationships. They think relationship is just woohoo, honeymoon all the time. The pee hormone from your Petrucci gland going all the time. Well, that stuff dies away after a year or two in a long-term relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's hard work. But if it's connected, the hard work is not hard work. It's so much fun. Mm. Yeah. And the intimacy is great. So that's why a feminine really loves intimacy. How many women love having sex with their husbands? Yeah, I reckon it probably a lot wouldn't. I can tell you. Yeah, no. Because I ask them. I literally ask all the women, enjoy sex with your husband? Eight out of ten? Mm-mm. The two? Yo, it's great. Oh, really? Why? I ask. Why? <laughs> tell me. I'm so interested. And it's game on. It's a great conversation. And then I do the same with the men. But the, the, the men, I always say this to women, men are generally a little bit more scared. <laughs> uh we, we're scared puppies inside and women we want you know women generally like to talk and express and try and understand but men like to be tough because we're a little bit more scared uh so that's why the ego dropping is very very important and you must allow your partner to drop their egos safely as well you must yeah. give them that environment that they feel okay i can i can drop it but so many people live in their heads at the moment mm-hmm. live in their headspace and not in their heart that it's really hard to drop it down like oh my gosh it's so hard that's why this conversation is gonna touch a lot of people i think i think so too yeah Yeah. because it'll be like you know when you just know you're like oh shit like conversations are hard like we've had hard conversations craig and i both of us yeah you know but it's good like you know you come out better you come out stronger the other side and yeah but if you don't (laughs) but if you don't let's say right because nothing's perfect if you don't then you truly know Something Mm. is not right. Mm. If your other half is not willing to let go, Mm. then you have a very tough road ahead of you. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, it's interesting. Like Tony, I remember one of Tony's little tasks in his relationship session is for one full month, you give your partner the best of the best of you. Make that person your greatest fan. That's so because cool. You're just so awesome to that other person. If after a month of doing that, and I'm telling you, that is tough. That is tougher than SAS, you know, uh, O-Week. Uh, you will know by the end of it with 500% certainty whether you need to be in this. Mm. Or sorry, whether you will stay or you're leaving. Mm. And if you leave, you're going to be leaving with the greatest smile on your face. Mm because it's the truth mm. you'll know and i i really yeah i i actually asked a lot of couples to try that um so hence i'm also perhaps the source of why a lot of couples have divorced <laughs> better than <laughs> two very happy but very happy yeah. obviously but it's just the truth mm. the truth finally came out so good well that was yeah. awesome jim thanks so much yeah. that was really good I think you're right. I think people will get a lot out of this. Hopefully go and have some good conversations and yeah, connect um, with their partners. Great glass of wine, really good drop, and guaranteed awesome 
sex after. <laughs> and I'm telling you, generally, a lot of people will sit down and say, yep, okay, I'll listen. <laughs> but we have to have that chat all the time because otherwise, um, yeah, we, we live in our heads too much and then it goes gets away from us. And as I said at the beginning, your kids, if you have kids, are the greatest indicator mm. of how you two are going. Mm. If they are stressed out, it ain't the school, mm. even though that's what we're taught to believe. Oh, it's my friends and pressure from the schools and, you know, uh, homework and assignments and all, which is true. There's a lot on, on the plates of the kids, but their true inner security, safety, calmness, confidence, resilience comes from the parents being connected. 150% do not care what anyone says. That is the truth. Mm. Human beings and brains do not lie at the core. Mm. Our egos can lie. Our egos can put fake stuff out front, but our core, oh, no way, tells mm. the truth. And that's why today a lot of people are in uh, anxiety states. Mm. We're actually creating an anxiety program, um, which I'm really looking forward to by the end of this year should be out uh, because anxiety and depression God Almighty has gone up so much in the last uh, year. Mm. Speaking to all the uh, psychs and uh, consultants who are involved with the ambulance service and child health and uh, Queensland health that I treat in here, the stats are staggering. It's actually frightening. Mm. Um, and so my wife and I, like, we have to obviously at least start with our patients and help and. Yeah our worldwide clients in our other program, the vocal freedom program, um, who is also based off anxiety, but they lose their voices, mm. which is just crazy. Uh, we want, we should uh, shift it over to the anxiety and depression and why people carry it and battle themselves all the time inside. Mm. Um, and that's why relationships are really difficult today. It, there's a core problem inside all of us. We all have it. No one's perfect. Mm. Yeah. Well, we just have to be uh, open and, uh, what is it called? Uh, fearless to tap into it. Mm. And yeah, if you're in a relationship, you have to be f- strong enough to ask or create the environment with your other, with your partner mm. to allow that core truth to come out and say hi and let's mm. chat. Let's really chat. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jim. And I will, everyone, pop Jim's website down below so you can check him out, check out his vocal freedom program. Yeah. Get in contact. If you've got any pain that you just, yeah. yeah. Oh, the vocal freedom program is for people who lose their voices. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So if you're listening, I'll to let this, you know when the anxiety yeah. one comes up, cause yeah. that's coming. That's going to be yeah. exciting. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Oh, thanks so much, Jim. Um, oh, thanks so much for coming on. Pleasure. <laughs> always awesome. And um, I'm sure we'll be getting you on the podcast again soon. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions from this one. Yeah, I think uh, so too. But yeah, I'm happy to answer questions as well. Just message me on the social handles. <laughs> I'll put li- um, I'll put his I'll put your Instagram and your website down below. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, okay, I'll link cool. all my uh, stuff on to this as well, Kitty. So yeah, because okay, this one's a good one. All my patients yeah. will love this one too. I think. Yeah. Awesome, mm. awesome. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Kitty. Bye. Thank you. Bye.